the Mark, episode 23, part two of two with Cuz Strickland, recorded August 2021, starts right now. He has hunted all across America and around the world. Rifle, pistol, shotgun, crossbow, compound, traditional, he uses them all. He's an outfitter, an award-winning outdoor television host, and founder of America's only organization fighting to protect every hunter's lifestyle. He's brash, he's bold, he's humorous, and a bit hot-headed. But when it comes to all things God, family, country, and hunting, he's Keith Mark, and he's right on the mark. You know what, Josh, uh, you know, on the last right on the mark, we spent a bunch of time with Cuz and we're going to finish that episode with Cuz coming up. But I'll tell a personal story. Uh, so obviously, you know, I did the television show with Shawn Michaels for a number of years. I was already on the Outdoor Channel, but one shot show out in Las Vegas, which for those of you that don't know what the shot show is, it's kind of like the industry's trade show. It's where um, manufacturers and, and distributors get a chance to get together and buy and sell the newest, the greatest. And it also gives the, the show hosts an opportunity to meet all of their prospective sponsors and, um, you know, do business. So it's a business uh, show. Um, so my wife, Jeannie, and I were at uh, one of these shot shows in Las Vegas. And I, Jeannie says, Keith, look over there. That's Shawn Michaels. And of course, we were big WWE fans. Jeannie loves Shawn. I was always uh, more of a Triple H guy, but love Shawn. No, no, no disrespect to Shawn, but love DX. And guess who Sean was talking to? None other than Cuz Strickland. And so, you know, I, Jeannie and I walked up, waited very patiently. Of course, I knew Cuz because Mossy Oak was already a sponsor of the show. And um, when, when they finished talking, um, Cuz made uh, some simple introductions for my wife and I. And I told Sean, heck, you know, I'm a big fan. And Sean said, you know what? I'm a big fan of your show, too. I just watched you shoot a monster moose last Sunday. And, you know, and so then the rest is kind of history from there. But it was actually Cuz Strickland that introduced Sean and I. So anyway, uh, let's uh, let's get Cuz on here and hear some hunting stories. Right on the Mark is brought to you in part by Hunter Nation. Hunter Nation defends all of our traditional American values, God, family, country, conservation, and our hunting lifestyle. Join the unified voice of the American hunter by visiting HunterNation.org today. All right, welcome back to Right on the Mark, Cuz. We promised Cuz Strickland hunting stories. And, you know, I've been around many campfires with you. Um, you've got them. So share a few if you don't mind. <laughs> well, you know, my, my favorite hunting stories very seldom, if ever, re revolve around a big deer or a big elk or whatever it is. Uh, you know, you can get that done. It takes money and time and patience. What, what kind of trips my triggers, individuals and character and stuff. One of the coolest hunts I ever went on <clears throat> was with Gene and Barry Wenzel. This was in the early 90s. They had a outfit going up on the Milk River, and that was 99%, you know, traditional recurve kind of bow hunters. But I went up there to film them, film Gene and Barry, and I'd get to hunt with them in the mornings in a tree stand, and they would make pushes up and down the Milk River for these guys during the day and then get back on the stand with them in the, in the afternoon. But the coolest thing that I've ever seen hunting-wise, because these guys, Gene and Barry, were as good as it gets. Anyway, on one of the pushes, a guy shot a deer, and he hit it back or whatever. And we were by this old suburban with Gene and Barry, and the guy was up in the wind, and he said, 
that deer ran into this ditch and you could see way across this bean field. And he said, the last time I saw him, he was right by that giant cottonwood. That was seven, 800 yards over there. So anyway, <clears throat> Barry said, all right, y'all just stay here, kind of keep an eye out. Gary gets his bow, walks the whole way, all the way around. And, he's, and I'm looking at it through the camera. I got my big beta cam zoomed all the way in. I'm watching this and uh, didn't have the record button punched like an idiot. But anyway, Barry's walking. He gets to that spot. He never looks down, never looks left into that ditch. And all of a sudden, you see him knocking air, wheel around, whoop, in one move motion. And he ten ringed that deer who was standing down there in that that water, you know, was hit way back. But and then, you know, he kind of had his hat, you know, he had his hat turned around. He just lived like this over us. And I'm like, how cool is that? I mean, and those guys, if they would have been born a little bit later because they're older like me now, man, there's no telling how famous they would be. But my my favorite hunting story, and I'll try to make it quick, <clears throat> was a, a, a kid named Ryan Welch. I think he was about the third or fourth kid we took for the Catch a Dream Foundation. And, you know, Catch a Dream does, it's like Make-A-Wish, but they do consumptive sports. A lot of those kids want to go on a whatever, elk hunt or a giant fishing trip, and Make-A-Wish won't do that. And anyway, this this kid's dad had written in, and this kid, had he was about eight, I think he was eight or nine, had a brain tumor, just had it removed. Not in good shape, but his deal was he wanted to go turkey hunting with me or Will Primos. And I was blown away. I was like, wow. And I, I went to Toxie and said, here's what's going on. And I'm gonna, I want to contact him and I want to take this kid to Texas. And, of course, you know, Ray Charles killed a turkey in Texas, especially back then. <laughs> and uh, Toxie said, hey, make it happen. So we took we took him, Ryan, his daddy, Roger, and his brother, Riley, who was a little bitty guy. And we took him to Texas, and Ryan was not in good shape. He was he still had bandaged, and he didn't have any equilibrium to mount to much. And, uh, you know, he was having trouble judging distance and stuff. But anyway, the long story short is, I can't give you all the details, He we hunted for three days in the rain. And if you get rained on for three days in a row in Texas, you're having some bad luck. And I can remember I'd come in after hunting all afternoon and the turkeys weren't gobbled, couldn't find him, couldn't sneak with him that well. But he would sit between my legs and he'd, he'd raise that gun and freeze. I started calling him the rock. I said, man, you sit like a rock. Well, after three days of that, you know, I was starting to where I was praying. I said, God, if you give me 30 minutes of no rain, I'm going to kill this kid. Turkey, it was, I was starting to feel like I had the flu. So... Basically, on the way back to the cabin, we saw the sun kind of peek through the clouds, and our land guide slammed on brakes. He said, look over in that field, and there's two turkeys over there strutting. And long story short, we went over there, <clears throat> boom, he killed him a turkey. And I was, I have never felt like that uh, for any reason whatsoever, other than it, it meant a lot to him. But anyway, I got to be friends with his dad. And his mom, we'd email back and forth. I was always checking on him, you know, how his prognosis, whatever. And about a year and a half, two years later, I get a letter from his mom. It's not an email. I'll get choked up here in a minute. But anyway, I put that letter on my desk. I said, I ain't opening that letter. And uh, finally I did. And what it was was a letter from her and pictures of Ryan in his baseball uniform 
and he had the rock on the back of it back there. And it was just him accepting that, you know, that nickname and everybody's fine. And, you know, on Hunting the Country, we took him back to that same place 20 years later. Wow. Mm -hmm. That was a great episode, you know. Twenty years later, his his little brother's like six five now, but we went to the same ranch, went to the same joint, to eat a hamburger. It was priceless. That that that's, that's kind of my favorite hunt. I love to tell people about. It's a little winded, but it's pretty uh, special. You know what? Because that that right there, in just a little microcosm, is is really who you are. Um, you are really you're the most giving guy I've ever been around. Um, I know you do a lot with St. Jude's and I mean, I know you, you, I mean, you are a giver and, you know, and by the way, you're telling that story, it's so meaningful to you. Although you're giving the most, you're getting a lot back. You know, I, you remember that and you tell that story. It's pretty impressive, buddy. Well, <clears throat> it's just, you know, I, my favorite show on television used to come on CBS on Sunday mornings. I don't remember the name of it, even though it was my favorite. But this guy would take a dart and he would throw it at the U.S. map. Whatever that dart hit, he would go there. And we'll close his town. Then he would get in the phone book and just kind of muffle it around and go, boom. And he'd pick a name and he would go to that house and sit down with those people until he found out what their story was. And it was fascinating because everybody has a story and they do. It's just sometimes people are so caught up in themselves or their work day or trying to do this or that. They kind of overlook some of those uh, people who have a great story. You know, I'm I'm interested in that kind of stuff. I really am. And uh, I don't know if that's something I got from my mom or dad or whatever. But, you know, people are interesting. Well, you know, I couldn't let you go, cuz, without talking a little bit of politics and the future of hunting. So uh, if the folks will stick around, I want to kind of get your view on uh, what's going on and where we need to be going if we're going to save this great country. Stay tuned. We're going to hear some words of wisdom from Cuz Strickland. Do you have the spirit of the wild? If so, check out TedNugent.com for one-stop shopping for concert updates, hunting opportunities with Ted's Sunrise Safaris, autographed swag, Ted's latest news, and anything, Ted. Visit TedNugent.com. Welcome back to Right on the Mark. And you know what, because I never really was much involved in politics in my life until, well, 2016. And I think you and I kind of uh, got into this mix at the same time because I know you and I worked on a a video project that I that was extremely successful in no short short uh, order because of you. Um, but I tell you, um, since then, and as we said here in 2021, as I look out on the horizon, and I, well, I, I'm just fearful uh, for my grandkids and then my grandkids grandkids uh, i think that america really is kind of in an epic battle of good versus evil and um you know unfortunately i don't think enough people are recognizing that right now well it's clearly good versus evil and there you know I, i i as you know i'll pay close attention uh i followed politics probably close than i should i took a little break after the last election. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I'm kind of right now, I, th- I think the left has gotten so insane with some of the things that's coming out of there that I- I'm kind of seeing a, re- a resurgence of 
I, I want to say conservatives, but a resurgence of uh, smart, common sense, good people firing up, you know, of all ethnic backgrounds, genders, everything. I think people are awake. I really do, Keith. I really do think some of them are waking up now. It's only the reason they may be waking up is, is, uh, you know, podcasts like this, finding good places to get information, all that. Uh, I think the younger people are more willing to do the work and not just feel like, you know, I'm going to grab my check and I'm going to go home. I'm going to take a break this weekend and go. I think some of the younger people have a little more fire in them. And I've, I've read a news article today, 19-year-old girl running for Congress somewhere in the Northeast. I'm like, how cool is that? Yeah. Big conservative and all that. I, You know, as far as hunting, it takes people like you, because even though Ted Nugent's the spokesperson, you, you're kind of a, uh, the lantern oil for all the Hunter's Nation stuff, and you keep, you, you're, you're relentless. That's something I've, I've seen out of all the successful people I've been around. They're focused. And they're relentless. And, you know, God didn't give everybody that DNA. It's like I say with talent, you know, God gives it out in buckets and thimbles. I was there on thimble day. So you apparently you were there on bucket day. Yeah, right. It takes people like Hunter's Nation, Ted Nugent, whoever, you know, social media people. The problem with uh, some of our influencers is they're scared to say anything because they, you know, they're, they're, and they're rightfully so. They may get kicked off. I, mean, I kind of got kicked off Twitter. I finally closed that account. That's okay. And, uh, you know, we just got to think cooler heads, common sense heads will prevail. And the, the main thing about Hunter's Nation is trying to get people to vote. Because you and Ted and everybody else, Donald Trump Jr., y'all saw the need. Knew those people were there. Knew they had great patriotic ideals. And character, but they weren't voting. Right, and that's kind of been y'all's number one thing. And anything I can do, and uh, along with everything else to help, man, that that that's kind of the that's the center of the bullseye. You know what I what I found to be tragic in 2016 when I first met President Trump, he he told me something that really startled me, and it's kind of changed the redirection of my life, if you will. He said, "Hunters don't vote." And because you and I are a lot alike. I mean, you know, at that time I was spending two, 250 nights a year around campfires with hunters and and all these folks. I mean, they believed in God, family, country, loved this hunting lifestyle. They were up to date on on current issues. They felt strongly about what was right. They knew what was wrong. I just knew in my heart that when you know, President Trump told me that it just couldn't be accurate because these people that I was talking to, surely they voted those values. But, you know, because when we saw that data and half of licensed hunters weren't voting and a third of those didn't even have a tag to vote, meaning they weren't even registered. Um, that's when I said, I've got to do something about this, uh, because if you think about it, cuz 16 million armed hunters is truly the largest standing army in the world. And these are people that believe like you and I do God, family, country. And and in my soul, I knew if I could just get these people to participate, I didn't have to tell them who to vote for. The answer would be crystal clear to them, because if you check the boxes, where does the candidate stand on God, family, country, our hunting lifestyle? The contrast now is so clear. 
I don't need to tell these hunters who to vote for. They will run to go vote for them. And so that's how really Hunter Nation, you know, came to be. And then, of course, guys like you jumped in with both feet willing to help Donald Trump Jr. And now we've got this great president, CEO Luke Hilgeman. But you know what, because you've been around a little bit longer than what I have. And I've said this for year, the years, the anti-hunters are not going to destroy hunting. It's going to be hunters that destroy it ourselves, either through apathy, just setting back, letting things happen. We don't really take an active role or this infighting, you know, oh, you use a compound, but well, I'm a traditional hunter. You're no good. Or you shot a little deer or you shot a pin deer. You we always find ways to separate ourselves. Um, and, and, and again, with Hunter Nation, in fact, uh, one of the first things that came to my mind, and I'm going to ask you, figure out how we get this done, because in my mind, when I was formulating this, I could see Coxie and I could see Bill Jordan and I could see Kevin Pritchett from Kings and, and you know, all the different camo manufacturers standing around uh, a campfire in their own brand arguing about who has the best camel and why we're better and so on and so forth. And then it's like they all realize the camera's on them and they say, hey, we may disagree who has the best camo, but we are all truly part of one hunter nation. And in my mind, if I could create that kind of unity within the, the industry, that the message would get right down to the rank and file hunters and we'd have an army that would be a force to reckon with. What's your thoughts on that, Cuz? Well, it's an awesome idea. And I, I don't know if you saw it, but <clears throat> David Blanton, you know, who's uh, at Realtree, has been at Realtree forever. He and I did a commercial together for the Tree Sand Manufacturers Association. It was awesome. And it was like I was I was in my tree stand. He was in his. And we were saying something about this when I'd say. And at the end, we both said the exact same line at the exact same time. You know, it ain't about, you know, what you're wearing. It's about. The safety harness. It, it was a great spot. So that's a good idea. The the issue is <clears throat> what I think has happened is all those hunters, those you know, half of sixteen million, <clears throat> they've had it so good and so easy, and it's been just you know a hunter's dream to live in this country. And I don't think you know they've been spurred on by whatever to you know go vote. I, I can't fathom not going to vote. Like I say, I grew up in a military household, and I know what it means to go vote. I know what that what I mean. I, people have fought and died for their right to go vote, and to not do it is just puzzling to me. And how do you reach them? I don't know. You know, between you and and Ted and Michael and everybody else, y'all are reaching a lot. Uh, I don't know if you can make them go vote. I think the left's going to do a better job than we ever thought we could. Because the longer it rides on, the crazier it gets. And I think some people are sitting up. But, uh, you know, thank, thank, very thankful for people like you and, and Ted and the Hunter's Nation uh, to uh, remind people, hey, you got to do it with your vote. Yeah. You know, and those of you that are listening, if you don't know what Hunter Nation is all about, please go to HunterNation.org, HunterNation.org, and just check it out. 
um, they're doing some amazing things. Some of the fights that they've been involved in, one, um, a legislative, uh, it started in the courts and then ended up in the legislature, a hunting season for wolves in Wisconsin. Uh, we fought to, to get disabled hunters, disabled veterans, the right to hunt with a crossbow. In Montana, we're in the middle of all kinds of fights right now regarding Sunday hunting and predator ban, hunting bans and so on and so forth. I mean, this is the group, honest to goodness, uh, that's on the front lines making sure we protect hunters' rights. Hunternation.org. Check it out. Because you know what? You have a large platform. And in closing, if all of those 16 million hunters could hear what you say next, what would you tell them? <clears throat> How would you explain to them it's important that they become part of Hunter Nation to hear, get their voice heard? I mean, why is it important? Now more than ever. Well, it's it's you 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 kind of touched on it a while ago. I tell people all the time. <clears throat> I don't care if you're using uh, a recurve or a compound bow, uh, axe or a rock. If you buy a hunting license, then you you're on my team. And the the fact that you're on that team with me means we're brothers and sisters. We got to do this together. But we can't just sit back and assume people like Keith Mark. And Ted Nugent and we're going to take care of us. We got to do it for ourselves. If nothing else, <clears throat> set a good example for your children and show them how important it is to vote and how important it is to vote your heart and your morals and your principles and your character. Because I'm telling you, kids learn by watching. It's not a bunch of defining moments and seminars and all that. Kids learn to how to behave by watching who's around them, their little sponges. So, you know, the, the least you can do, start with the right to vote is like number one. Go to church, love your mom and daddy, go vote. So that's, uh, we got to do it. That's the only way we're going to change anything. Because, uh, you know, I love you, brother. I mean, you are an incredible ambassador for hunting. Uh, you're a great example for anybody, man, woman, and child that, you know, wants to learn about hunting or just learn about life, uh, learn how to be a better person. Uh, you're a wonderful guy, cuz, and I, I'm honored, honestly, that you joined us here on Right on the Mark, and I want to thank you. Well, you know, I'm a big fan. I've always been a fan of yours because, you know, back in the day when you were just rolling out there, people were talking about who's that guy, he does this and all that. And I spent three minutes with you and I said, that, that's a cool dude right there. And I, I've been, I've been right in your corner ever since then. Hey, like I said, everybody's got a story and you're just fascinating. You just don't beat your chest enough. I'm going to have to teach you how to do that at some point, but thank you. Thank you for having me on here. I'll be glad to come back anytime and, and, and to be a small, small warrior for what you got going on. It's impressive. Cause Godspeed. Thank you. Thanks again. Uh, appreciate you joining us. Thank you, brother. This segment of Right on the Mark is brought to you by Colt, still making history. Pistols, rifles, revolvers. Find the right Colt for you today by visiting Colt.com. Welcome back to Right on the Mark. And what an episode. I mean, honestly, um, I wish I could just have Cuz on every week. I mean, there is really nobody else I'd rather sit and talk hunting to than Cuz Strickland. I mean, he's got so many stories. And you know what, Josh, the thing about Cuz is, and you know this, he is exactly the same, whether we're sitting on lawn chairs in front of his house or sitting in the booth at the Waffle House or, you know, uh, talking on a podcast. I mean, he is 
the real deal. Yep, he's a he's a man's man for yeah. sure too. And I mean, think of the stories that he's forgotten that we would just be in awe of just to hear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, uh, when we went down and did that turkey hunt with him, we show up down there. He's got uh, all kinds of gear for us. And I mean, you know, he just treated us like we were like really something. And I thought, my gosh, cuz really thinks I'm something. And then I see how cuz treated everyone and he treats everyone like there's something, you know, and there's something to be said for that. And I think he said the, the best line at the end when he said, you know, just be a better example. People, kids especially, learn from watching. That's why being a good role model as a dad or a mom or a sister or a brother or an aunt or an uncle, a television show host or whatever you might be. I mean, just know that there's somebody out there watching. And if you're, you know, a, a good role model, you may change somebody's life. I mean, I think he's right about that. And those of you that are listening to Right on the Mark this week, please check out Cuz Strickland's own podcast, A Fistful of Dirt. Um, I mean, he has, I mean, some of the greatest guests out there. But more importantly, every week it's Cuz Strickland. You get to hear Cuz talk about hunting. You get to hear Cuz talk about politics. You get to hear Cuz talk about the things that are going on right now. Kind of what I'm trying to do here, you know, only over there it's Cuz Strickland. So, I hope you enjoyed uh, our little chat with Cuz Strickland. And if you do, subscribe, like our channel, and write in and say, hey, bring Cuz back. And I'll send every one of them to him. And hopefully we'll have him back here on Right on the Mark. Thanks for joining us. Right on the Mark invites you to like, share, and subscribe today. The views and opinions expressed on Right on the Mark are not necessarily those of our host, guests, or sponsors. Right on the Mark is produced at Hunter Nation Studios and is the property of Bow and Arrow Productions, produced in conjunction with BLT Productions, copyright 2021.